Have you always wanted to start your own business? Do you have an innovative idea or an invention, but just don't know how to turn it into a company? Are you already in business and need some help growing? The BRF's Entrepreneurial Accelerator Program can help. At EAP, we work alongside you, helping you with things like financial modeling, funding strategy, pitch preparation, and marketing strategy. So what are you waiting for? Go to EAPLA.com today and set up a time to talk with our team. Let EAP help you launch or grow your business in North Louisiana today. Welcome back to On The Cusp. And back with me is my co-host, Matt Snyder. And yeah. Matt, introduce our, Matt, our guest today. I'm really happy to have a, a, a lifelong friend of mine, Mr. Pat Boris, come in and visit with us. And I'm just going to tell a story on you first, and then we'll get going. Matt, but, thanks for inviting me. No, thank Appreciate you, Pat. Pat, Pat thanks, thanks for coming. Yeah. Pat yeah. has been a cheerleader for Shreveport since I met him when I was probably 19 years old, working right. for my grandfather. Right. And, and I think in the early days, I was thrown, you know, I was thrown right. into the fire quick. Right. And it was like, go learn it. Yeah. And I think one of probably the first pieces of advice was call Pat Boris. <laughs> and, uh, I'm so, proud of that. I'm proud of that. And so hopefully I can deliver something. You always do. And so Pat would, I would call and Pat would book music. Sometimes from a business, sometimes from a house when I was, right. writing, you know, college type age. Right. And um, we had a lot of good time. But Pat's been in the mix of making Shreveport Bossier better forever. Right. For That's definitely my whole uh, adult life. And now as the owner and a big part of bringing the Shreveport Mavericks here. Mm -hmm. And man. Yeah, we I'm, have 24 investors and, and I'm one of the participating owners and, and, and we'll talk a lot about that. And Matt, I, I can't thank you all enough for inviting me here. And in the mission statement of what I do is I just wake up every day and say, what can I do to bring talented people together? And certainly I want to be in the middle of it if it's a business situation. And, and I can honestly say, I've never stopped a deal from happening. I think yeah. you and I can vouch for that because there's a lot of times in those days when I had very little money and and we both knew I was like packing you and you would always you never told me no ever and and what I admire about you the most is you are a level head in the madness of Shreveport things at times to me I, I love and I watch your social media pretty pretty closely and you know how it is. And sometimes when you're in the muck and you're in the fight and you're whatever, I look for people that I look up to and that I've known a long time for their opinion. And, and I told you this before, but I really appreciated some of your public comments about my Crawfest and different things. And, and I just see you as a guy that's always working for the good and also a guy that kind of will shoot it straight. And, and man, you and I know Shreveport needs more of that. Absolutely. Time. And I mean, you took a risk on the Mavericks. Talk to us about the it. Mavericks. What, 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 what led to that? Well, it's uh, 2020. The COVID pandemic is happening. And, you know, as you all remember, four f plus years before that, uh, a G League team was offered to Shreveport and the deal didn't happen. And uh, so without getting into the specifics of that, not that I know the inner workings of it, but when I was approached, I got a phone call and uh, I was approached about the TBL and I researched it and I realized it's the third best pro basketball league in North America. And so I said, well, there's the NBA, the G League and the TBL. 
And so there were 33 teams in the league. And in my mind, I said, well, the NBA's got 30 some odd teams. They're gonna cap this at 36. There's 33 in here right now. And, you know, we gotta go as soon as we can go, as soon as we can make it happen, we gotta go to put Shreveport region's name up in lights. And of course, the other positive thing, the reason that we did it was because there were teams in Dallas and Houston and Little Rock. And so- and Right and, in the middle of that. Exactly. E easy to get to. Exactly. And y'all know this. I mean, I just got tired of people saying Shreveport region can't do what it used to do. Right. And I said, the only way we're gonna prove that Shreveport region can do what it needs to do and reach its potential is put our name up there. What better way to do it than put our name Absolutely. up there on a scoreboard? And, and you did that in 22. We both yeah. pride ourselves on being guys that like get get bothered when people say Shreveport Bozier can't, can't do it. Do it. And you're one of the, the few guys I know that that bothers just as much as it does me. It, yeah, let me let me yeah, let me say this. If somebody doesn't attack me at least once a day, <laughs> then I'm then not you, working hard enough. Wow. At least you got thick skin and you can take it. Well, I'm I'm 61 now, y'all, and so you know it was a lot easier when I was younger. <laughs> um, but and I I don't want to overplay that. Look, we have a great city and region, and it was a big risk. And you know when we're down there, we're down there in late December 2020, and there's a pandemic going on, yeah. and the world economy is still virtually, for the most part, shut down. And the question was, well, are we going or not? And we, we made the announcement, the league made the announcement on December 30th, 2020. And if anybody wants to go research that, I mean, the choice was either, you know, don't throw the ball the first place to try to make a great play to get your team out of the inning to have a chance to win the game in the top, in the bottom right. of the ninth inning. If you hold the ball, you're another run down. Okay, if we hold the ball and we don't jump in, what happens if they bring three more teams in and they do cap it at 36? Yeah. And then the opportunity's not there. You missed the opportunity. Okay, so how many seasons have you ran? Three. Three seasons. Three. And and every season people have come at us and said, oh, don't sponsor them, don't get involved with them, they're not going to make it. And, and you know, that's hurt us. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's hurt us. But and you're but, here. But, but, yeah, we're standing. We're standing. And we, it's and, amazing and we're, and we can to make me. It, but, you know. Why pe and and I don't know that it's a Shreveport but problem. I, why people we hear it all the time. A sports team it. can't make it yeah. in right. Shreveport. Well, here's okay. how. Here's and and how we we disagree. Right. And here's how everything can make it here. What y'all do? Bring some companies here that have value, that create jobs, that employ people, salaried people, jobs, careers, or uh, hourly people or trade people. I mean, everybody's not, as we know, we can get into, everybody's not made for college, but everybody has talent. God gave everybody a talent on different levels. And so whether you're a college graduate, whether you're a high school graduate, whether you go to trade school, and we can talk about, you know, the Shreveport Mavericks Foundation that we've got underway. The mission statement of that is early childhood education and appetite for learning. So we're, we're gonna do a lot more than just, we've won 66 games in three years won a TBL national championship. I mean, we've the, the Dallas teams that have participated in the league, they've beaten us uh, one time in 12 games. Now granted, you know, TBL basketball is not a high priority in the Dallas region because they got the yeah. right. Dallas they got NBA the, team, yeah, they got okay? The team. But the point is, their organization there, whatever resources that they have, 
they're doing. They want to. I mean, everybody wants to win. Right. Yeah. You know I want to talk so, about something that I think is really interesting about the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. You are utilizing. You're playing games in the Gold Dome. Right. And I think that's so important if we use the things we do have that are cool. The Gold Dome is awesome. It's fabulous. 2,200 it, seats. It's got a history of 53 yep, right. years now. Uh, Centenary done a great job over the years. Uh, it looked brand new on the inside. It really, okay. I was in yeah. there not long ago, and it really is a great facility mm-hmm. that is way underutilized. Right. Um, I think we have to encourage people to keep thinking like that. Right. Well, and what it comes down to is our general admission ticket is a $10 ticket. The best seat in the house is $27. You can go sit on the first three rows chair back at the Gold Dome for $27 a night. That's okay. a good deal. Okay. That's awesome. And, and, and there are no add-on fees. Okay. I mean, you can go on your iPhone, on your phone, hit a button, buy a $27 ticket, and when it comes on your statement, it costs you $27. So tell me and when we, the so season we, we, runs. Well, we eat that software cost is what I'm right, saying. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. When does the season run? The players uh, arrive on about February 18th. Uh, we practice for 10 or 12 days, and we jump right into it, and it's a 24-game regular season, 12 home games. Okay, when, when is the championship? When's it over? The playoffs are in June. Okay. Survive as long as you can. Awesome. It's five rounds of playoffs. And, I, you know, amazingly, and nobody could have ever dreamed this, in three years, uh, in the first year, we were the third best team in the league <laughs> at 17 and 7. Houston beat us up that first year because they were awesome. Um, they had a guy named Stevie Francis, who I saw the other day, is rated the 12th best point guard all time in NBA history. He was the owner of the Houston franchise at the time, and, and we couldn't handle him. I mean, they beat us uh, 101-98 in the Dome in the first round of the playoffs. We had a three-pointer in the air at the Butler that didn't go that would have tied it. And, and you know, we should have we could have made some free throws and won that game. Of course, they're saying we made two or three plays that we could have made, and it wouldn't have yeah, been yeah, that yeah. close. Right. And then we went to Houston the next day, and they beat us up pretty good, and the season was over. So that that's the first year. So we're 17. In pro ball, you only really are supposed to mention your regular season record because, you know, so we're 17-7, and seven, but we went 0-2 in the playoffs. But we were the third best team in the league because the first year, because of the pandemic, there were 29 teams participating. Virtually none of the teams on the West Coast, a couple, but not many, only two out of 10 or 12 teams played on the West Coast that first year that we were in. Okay, right. So um, we were the third best team in the league. So so hold on. I want to ask, because yeah. I want to get to the and we'll business, get into year two where three. do your players come from? All over the world. So these are... These are this is not rec basketball. This is pro basketball guys. Six six guys from this league, not our team. Six guys from this league have gone basically directly from this league to the G League or straight to the NBA in two years, and we'll see how many more. If it's how one or two more. How long has this league been around? Uh, we just finished its uh, sixth year. Awesome. So. That's another great thing, getting in on something yes, on early. Yes, you got in early. Yeah, that's right. okay. You established yourself. You right. got a winning record for three years. Right. Okay. So, so let's go back. So we're 17-7 the first year. We're the third best team in the league. Guess what? The other two teams that are better than you know, when I say better, we lost two games, tight games to Enid, Oklahoma. We could have won both of them. They won the championship and went 30-3, and three, okay, awesome. when they went all the way through the playoffs. Houston, the team that beat us up, was the toughest and the most talented team. That They let the last regular season game slip away from them at Wichita, cost them the number one seed. When they got in the playoffs in the round after Houston beat us, 
Enid goes to Houston in game one and loses by 20. Oh my so God. everybody's thinking, well, Houston's still got the best team, even though they're not the number one seed. And so they're going to go to Enid and win a game. Well, they played poorly both of the games, and Enid beat them. So Enid won that championship. And the guy that led that Enid team left there and went to Turkey and play, from Enid. He's making the best player in the league. He's making four and a half, five thousand a month at Enid during the season. He goes there to Turkey and makes over two hundred thousand a year. And then he came back and he's playing in the NBA. Okay, so I want to get quick on this because I want to get to some other stuff. So second year, how'd you do? Well, second year, we is that uh, when you won it? Yeah, twenty-seven and eight. Yeah, twenty-seven and eight and won it. Yeah, and and we were we won seventeen in the regular season the first year, nineteen and five in the regular season the second year, twelve deep with an extra man on the inactive roster. We knew we had all the pieces, and we just uh, it was a tough, tough road. And we won a we won the first game in the Gold Dome, one twenty three, one fifteen in the finals against Albany, New York. So the capital of Northwest Louisiana, Shreveport Region, Louisiana, is competing against the capital of the state of New York yep. in the I TBL mean, finals. Cool. Okay, yeah. we win game one in front of a very good crowd at the Gold Dome, and we fly up to Albany, New York, and that was an ordeal per se. But without getting into that, we get up there, game two, Paul Parks. Uh, one of our best players, he's injured. He got kicked in the back of the leg at the, in the last minute, minute and a half of game one when we had it iced down. He can't, he can't, he's like 70%, 80%. He can't elevate to get his jump shot off. And this is a guy that's taking 18 to 25 shots a game. So we lose game two, 112 to 102, and the series is tied because we were going to take him out in game two yeah. and come home mm-hmm. if we could. But that, they had not lost all year long, okay? And I'm gonna tell you about their franchise right quick too. We go to game three, and let me see if I can recall this. We're down 59-56 at the half, and a hell of a half. It's 90 to 90 at the end of the third quarter. We had them 90 to 85 in the last stages of the third quarter, and they made a couple of good plays, and we didn't finish some plays, and it was tied again. Uh, it's tied at 120 at the end of regulation. And we're down two in the last 10 seconds of the game. And Paul Parks is going to try to take a winning three to win the thing. We're going to either win the thing or not Go win the it. thing yeah. on the last play and get the heck out of town one yeah. way or the other. And, I said, you know, and the best players got the ball in his yeah. hands. Well, anyway, long story short, things get jumbled up a little bit. We end up hitting a shot with three seconds to go, a two-point shot, to send the game into overtime. And we outscored them 17-12 to 12 in the overtime a great play from Paul Harrison, our center, Paul Parks, Ty Jordan. I mean, you know, we had uh, Josh Montgomery, guy, a guy that who's our eighth or ninth player. When you look at it, third, fourth guy off the bench, he has a great game with 18 points, plays great defense, and it's one of the most, I mean, unbelievable game three finals in pro basketball history in any league. I mean, it's got to be in the if, – if you took game sevens in the NBA or whatever number of games you play in the G League or the TBL or anywhere in Europe, and you said this is a game that's going to decide a championship, you could take all the games ever played in basketball, it, probably in the top ten and damn sure in the top 15. Oh, that's impressive. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I want to get to the business part of this yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so you're, you're doing it with the basketball league. Mm-hmm. You've been a proponent for local music forever mm-hmm. tell me some things that make doing business and bringing new ideas to Shreveport Bossier hard and tell me some of the benefits of doing these kind of projects in Shreveport Bossier 
the benefits of our region are that once you prove to people that you've got an excellent product, a great product, and it has value, then you're going to have a customer for longer, I believe, here than you might have somewhere else. Because, but, but that all depends, as we know, everything depends on competition. Right. Right? Competition, price, what you can produce, this, that, and the other thing. So, um, you know, what we hear all the time, I mean, Shreveport is a big country town. Okay. Yeah. I and, tell people all the time, right. it's the biggest little town you're ever going to live in. Right. And, and what, what all I've tried to accomplish in 40 years worth of work and really in the last 20 is just the mentality of let's send Dave and Matt to the plate with people on base and try to knock some runs in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's stay, key for us. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the whole deal. Okay. If I'm the manager of a team and I send Dave and Matt to the plate and say, look, we're three runs down, you know, try to draw a walk. It's not going to work. Yeah, 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 okay? yeah, yeah. We're yeah. not going to get there that way. Now, we got to get some people on. You know, we, I mean, you got you got you to play smart. You got to draw walks or whatever. But you can't tell the most talented people no, 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 no all the time. Yeah. Can't drive the car with part of your foot on the brake. And so is that our problem? Is that our problem? Is that our problem that that happens a lot? You didn't hear it from me. Is the beatings? I'm just saying that when we're supposed to win bigger, we haven't won bigger. Yeah. We were and just I, talking you know, with somebody I'll, else yeah, about, about having to, that we got to get to a point where we start with a yes yeah. and then solve the problems that under it instead of starting with the no and yeah. having you, to try to prove everything. You can't be successful doing that in Shreveport. Okay. You can't. We've got to get away from that. Well, and look, I, I, I'm not. This, well, let's just talk about it. What I mean, Howard Hughes's dad invented the drill bit in Old City, Louisiana, that in 1914. Okay. The Hughes <laughs> Foundation has always been connected to this. Region. Okay. So let, let's just. I mean, you know. And again, I, my dad was born in 1930. My dad's 93 years old. He's been alive for over a third of however long Shreveport was founded in 1836. Okay. And again. When I say this stuff, I don't want anybody, anybody to misconstrue anything. I'm the most positive person. I will. People can pick up the phone and call me. I'll give my. I put my phone number on Facebook three times a month, <laughs> if not more. People can yeah, call me. Nuts, Pat. People, yes. people, I would never no. do that. <laughs> well, people can call me and chew me out and say I'm wrong or whatever, and that's part of the territory. But I'm just saying, yeah. I'm trying to help you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you or whoever. When I say you, anybody. Right. And so, I mean, and look, this is just. And, and the answer to Howard Hughes' dad in 1914 or so was from the Shreveport banks and the region banks, we've loaned you too much money already. We're not going to loan you any more money. So he had to go to Dallas to get the money. And he hit it big. Okay? Yeah. And he walked back with a brown paper bag with the three-pronged drill bit in it and showed four oil companies here what it was. And then that part over the rest of it is history. Let's talk about Southern Trace and Johnson Ramsey in 1986. People thought he was crazy building half-million-dollar homes, for, at the time $400,000 homes, half-million-dollar homes, million-dollar homes, 22 miles south of the city 
with two lanes to get there. <laughs> yeah. Saying you lost, lost your mind. I mean. Change the whole culture yeah, of that part everything. of the Matt, in 2003, is January 2003, and Phil Barbary, I won't tell you the number he put on the inside of Superior Steakhouse because he wouldn't be happy with me if I told you the number that I was told. He didn't tell me. But the point is, I'm standing outside of Superior Steakhouse in January of 2003, and they're going you know, open, to they open to, uh, two days before Valentine's Day in 2003, and a lady from one of the shops were standing there. I was just on the inside of the bar, and there's sawdust all over the place, and they're building it out, making it happen. And Phil's standing there, and the, the lady says, he says, are you Mr. Barbary? And he says, I sure am. I'm, I'm here. This is my place. And she says, I think you're nuts for doing this in Shreveport, <laughs> Louisiana. And he looks right at her, and he says, ma'am, he says, I'm from here. This place made me my first dollar. It's made the dollars that I have in my bank account. We have a number of restaurants in different places now. You know, they've got yeah, yeah, eight, yeah, nine yeah, restaurants yeah, eight, now. Nine. He's like, he, him and Bob Kirchhoff are the second, third, fourth biggest private restaurateurs in Louisiana for the last 10, 15 years, okay? But there's a lady in Treeport, Louisiana that says, I can't believe you would put this kind of millions of dollars into a place in Shreveport. And he looks right at her and says, ma'am, if I lose everything I own, because this doesn't work, I'm okay with it because I did the best I could and this city's been good to me. Well, okay. That's key and we you know, appreciate We it. have got to get to the point, and I'm gonna say this and we'll kind of get to mm -hmm. a wrapping, but we've got to, you don't have to agree mm -hmm. with the things I do or Pat right, does, right. but yeah. the fighting against people that are trying to make Shreveport better, for whatever reason you're fighting, it's gotta stop. We right. have to start cheerleading for each other, whether yep. we're in the deal, whether we're not. Here's what we're saying. Let the free market work. That's what you're saying. That's right. Let yeah, the free. Right. And look, competition's going to happen. Oh, yes. And okay. it's good. And right. it makes you better. Right, right. It'll make Com you better. Compet as long as competition happens and the free market works, then everything else will settle where it needs to be settled. Okay? Definitely. But we, we cannot operate where... Eight people decide, are we going to let this come here or not? That's right. Yes. That's yeah. right. And that's a great point to end on. Mm -hmm. Pat, thanks for I'll say for one coming. more thing about my basketball yeah, yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robbie Buell has been named the CEO of our basketball team. Anybody can call me anytime at 318-423-3918, and I'm going to send you to Robbie Buell. He's got great talent. He's 44 years old. He's a nice he's got, guy. He's, yeah. a long he's time. got energy. And uh, we, we're going to fill the Gold Dome up. We're going to make the Shreveport region Mavericks what it can be. So the region name is up on a scoreboard with whoever we're playing. And when you see that score, whether we win, lose, or draw, just know we're competing to the best of our ability, and we're doing it, trying to bring more business to this region. Keep us in the loop. Keep we'll yeah. share yeah. it yeah. out, and we'll, we'll, we'll help you pack those Happy stands. Day. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Pat. Thank Appreciate you, Pat. You. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate it. Yeah